Welcome to Freedom Now with Peter Asanful. Freedom Now is brought to you by the Spirit Life People, a ministry that focuses on teaching you how to live and walk in the Spirit so that you can manifest Christ's freedom in your life. It is our prayer that you shall be transformed as you receive the word from the Lord today. And now, here's your host, Peter Asanful. Father, I want to thank you. There is none like you, O God. Among the heavens and the earth, it's not like you. Father, I want to thank you so much. Thank you for your presence here. We know our lives will never be the same. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. We give God the glory. Three important things that happens when anyone fears God. Three things that happens when you fear God. Three things that happen when you fear God. Before we go into the word, I want you to pray in the spirit some few seconds. Preparing your heart that the Lord will feed your heart with his word and his grace shall be abundant in you. Father, Lord, speak your word, minister your word. And they brahan da san da la de seyakata. And they zeye kebrem de zekoton da la de. Rabababa basanda kayada. Ekanda la de seyapapa la da sane. Father, we thank you. 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 Makata da da. For your word, for your word, for your word, for your word. Come on, open your mouth and pray. Come on, open your mouth and pray. In the name of Jesus, amen. I want all of you to be activated in the spirit. That is where you live. The word of God is not meant to be heard by carnal people. Carnal people cannot hear the word of God. And they cannot believe it. That is why most of the time, when Jesus had to preach, he had to speak in parables. And that is why, when we are going to be when we are going to the world to talk about Jesus, Jesus said we should be witness. A witness is someone who has had an encounter, an experience. You see, most of the time people go out there to preach Jesus and they want to preach revelations of the kingdom. Somebody who, who is not born again will never understand any revelation of the kingdom. Will not. But what the person will understand is your own story about what Jesus has done for you. Sometimes people try to complicate the spread of the gospel. He said, you should go into the world, preach the gospel as witnesses. As witnesses. Sometimes, many people want to go and preach deep, deep, deep revelation that, that must be only taught in the church. The world people cannot hear it. They cannot understand it. But if you go out there and you tell them what Jesus did for you, you realize that you resonate with them more than you can, trying to give them a knowledge that they don't know what it is. They have no idea of what it is. Amen. Amen. So this morning, I want you to be very, very sensitive. Take your pen and your notes. Take all the scriptures we're going to get. Pay attention. It's not in church that you're coming to sleep. No. It is a place that you're coming to be fed the word. 
Because it takes the spirit and the word to produce signs and wonders. Amen. Turn your Bibles with me to John chapter 14. John chapter number 14. John 14. Open your Bibles, everybody. John chapter number 14. Can we all read verse number 15 together? John 14. John chapter number 14. Verse number 15. One to go. He says, If you love me, keep my commandment. And then he went to verse 16 to say, and I will pray the Father, and will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Are you getting it? So the world cannot receive the truth from Jesus. Jesus said, I'm the way, I'm the word, the truth, and I'm the life. Are you here? I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. The reality is that the worldly people cannot receive the truth that you and I we know in Christ. They cannot. They cannot. They, they are used to hearing certain things that they think is the truth, but it's not the truth. And that is why sometimes when you want to go out there in the world to go and preach the gospel and to speak certain things, deep, deep, deep revelation, it will not work because these people, they don't know the truth and they have not seen the truth. So there's a way you go about it. There's a way you teach and talk and preach the truth. That will get someone. And that's why it's only the Holy Spirit that can convict someone. If the Holy Spirit does not call anyone, the person cannot come. Are you here with me? So the first thing that happens to you when you begin to fear God is that you are able to God's word. You are able to handle God's word. Anyone who fears God is able to keep God's word. And by keeping God's word, what Jesus meant is that the word of the Lord abides with you. In God, when they come to church, they come, they come because you see, what because they come to church and they sleep. Because they come to church and they don't pay attention. Whatever God teaches them, they are not able to hold on to it. To keep the word is to hold on to the word. It's only the person who is in the spirit who knows how to handle God's word. Now, as I ask the word, he said, whose report shall you believe? Will you believe the report of the doctors or of the world? Or you believe the word of God? The one who fears God is the one who is able to handle and hold on to God's word despite whatever is fighting against them. It doesn't matter what is fighting against you. If you fear God, you will know that it is only God's word that can bring me the joy that I'm looking for. Amen, somebody. Are you here? So it is not about what you are hearing per se. It's about what you do with what you hear. If you are able to do something with what you hear, then it means that you are keeping God's word in your heart if you hear the word and then temptation comes and then things happen then you fall away 
then it means that what you heard is not working you are not working with what you heard but if you hear the word and the word abides in you then you'll be able to do what the word of god says then it also will de and determine and indicate that you are holding on to the word amen before i read and let's let's go to the next chapter chapter 5 of john at uh, 15 sorry john 15 john chapter 15 verse 9 and 10 john 15 verses 9 and 10 he said as the father loved me i also have loved you abide in my love if you keep my commandment you will abide in my love just as i have kept my father's commandment and abide in his love did you see that so the one who abides in the word abides in the father's love the one who holds on to the word is the one whom the word of god has taken hold of the heart the one who is doing the word is the one who has allowed the word to take control over the heart the one who is abiding and doing the word is the one who believes that indeed it is god's word that can transform my life and nothing else when you keep the word then you you are telling god that ah god i'm in love with you i'm in your love because there are some people when they hear the word they think that the word is not enough you see when you fear god all that you want to hear from him is what he is saying some people think that the word of god is not enough they need something more than hearing the word tell your neighbor you don't need anything more you don't need anything more all that you need is the word amen somebody are you here all that you need is the word you don't need something more you don't need a handkerchief you don't need a bottle of oil you don't need a gallon of water all that you need is the word and then when you have the word the same word that is able to create will bring into your life what you are praying for i pray that from today the word uh, will bring something for you to celebrate in the mighty name of jesus i pray that the word will bring you something to rejoice in the mighty name of jesus christ when you love god you keep his word i said when you love god you keep his word first john first john chapter one first john chapter five sorry First John chapter number five. First John chapter number five. I read from verse number one. First John chapter number five. I read from verse one. Whoever believed that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And whoever loves him who begot also loves him who is begotten of him verse 2 by this we know that we love the children of god when we love god and keep his commandments verse 3 for this is the love of god that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome 
For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is a victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. And who, have, and who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the son of God. Amen, somebody. Are you hearing it? Yeah. Keeping God's word is a sign that you are born again. You know, there are some people, they hear the word and they don't care. They don't care what the word says. They don't care what the word says they should do. They just hear the word and then they turn their deaf deaf ear on it and then they go their way. No. When you hear the word, what you do with it is what will determine and tell you that yes, you are born again or you are not. When you fear God, all that matters to you is God, what are you saying concerning my life? God, what do you want me to do? God, what are you saying I should do? This is the attitude of those who fear God. Those who don't fear God the word of God is not enough. They want to see something extra before they take the step of faith. Let me tell you something. If you want to see before you believe, that is not the identity of the one who is born again. Anyone who believes in Jesus believes first and then sees. You don't have to see the money in your bank account before you believe that the Lord has prospered you. You don't have to see that house built before you believe that something has happened to you. No way. That is how the worldly people they behave and they live their lives. But those of us who fear God, all that matters to us is hearing the word. And when I hear the word, because my heart fears him, because my heart honors him, because my heart is for him, that is all that I need. I don't need something extra. If the word is not enough for you, then you have not come to terms with your new life in Christ. If you need something extra, if you need something extra than the word, then you don't know who God is to you. All that we need is the word. Because God created the heavens and the earth and does everything in the kingdom through the word. Are you here with me? Even if, you see, there are some people that think that prayer is more powerful than the word. They think that, oh, fasting is more powerful. See, whatever you do, anything else you do, God will respond to you with his word. So if the word is not enough, if you think the word is not enough, then when God responds to your prayer, you will not believe it. When God tells you, do this so that your prayer will be will manifest, you will not believe it because you think that the word is not enough. Are you hearing me? Let's read Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18. I read from verse number 1. Luke chapter 18. I read from verse number 1. It says, Then he spoke a parable to them, that men always ought to pray and not lose heart, saying, There was in a city a judge who did not fear God, nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city. And she came to him saying. Get justice for me. For my adversaries. And he would not for a while. But afterwards he said. Within himself. Though I do not fear God. Nor regard man. Yet because this widow troubles me. I will avenge her. Lest by her continual coming. She worries me. Then the Lord said. Hear 
what this unjust judge said and shall not God avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him though he bears long with them I tell you that he will avenge them speedily nevertheless when the son of man comes will he really find faith on earth amen he said when the son of man comes will he find faith on earth now what is faith faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word so until you hear the word you don't have faith can you hear me until you hear the word you cannot have faith then it means that any prayer you pray which is not backed by faith is a waste of time prayer is not making noise prayer is not shouting prayer is speaking to the father in the language he understands the language the father understands is speaking the word by the spirit and when you speak to him based on what he has done he hears you and he understands you and then when you back your prayer by faith whatever you have prayed he knows that you are speaking to him amen people shout to god and they take they, they, they say anything to him but then when god comes you realize that they have prayed but there's nowhere to be found their faith they don't have faith yet they say they have prayed you know there are some people they think that oh prayer is about just shouting and talking to god and when i finish praying i'm done no that is not what prayer is all about prayer is having an effective communication with god prayer is speaking to god in an effective way that he will respond to you through the medium of his word so when you fear god every time when you talk to him you know you are talking to him based on the language he understands are you here with me somebody and when he's coming he's coming to respond to you through his word he's not coming to respond to you through it's not because you shouted for two hours that is why he responds. he's looking out for the faith and faith is not coming on to hear the word but if you don't fear god uh, you are waiting for something extra you want the handkerchief you want the folder water you want those things before you believe that god has heard you no the word is enough say the word is enough the word is enough I keep on telling you I keep on I always tell you the truth anybody who wants to give you something extra than the word and makes that thing extra than the word as the most important thing that you need to believe it's not from God I'm not I'm not afraid to say it maybe he started from God and contaminated it along the way I'm telling you in the kingdom all that matters to us as spiritual people is to hear the word say all that matters to me is the word say all that matters to me is the word of god as soon as i hear the word praise the lord hallelujah this is my joy as soon as i hear the word that is all that i need that is all that i need john chapter 2 john chapter 2 Let's look at the first miracle. Oh, the first sign. The Bible says it's the first sign in the one that Jesus did. 
The first sign is a wonder Jesus did. John chapter 2. I read from verse 1. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to them, They have no wine. Jesus said to her woman, What does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servant, Can we all read it with loud voice? One to go. Whatever he says to you, do it. Did you see that? Whatever he says to you, do it. Now, there were set there six water pots of stones, according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece. Jesus said to them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, Draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. And when the master of the feast has tasted the water, that was made wine and did not know where it came from but the servant who had drawn the water knew the master of the feast called the bridegroom and he said to him every man at the beginning set out the good wine and when the guests have well drunk then the inferior comes you have kept the good wine until now this is the this beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed him. Did you see that? The first signs and wonders of Jesus came by speaking. Come on, come on. Are you here with me in church? Mary prepared the heart of the servant and then he told them, whatever he tells you to do, what do you do? Do it. We have people in the church today. Whatever God tells the man of God to tell, they will not do it. They will argue. They will doubt. They will challenge. They will have double mind about it. And yet they will come to the same church and be shouting in prayer, thinking that it is only what they are praying that will bring them the result they are looking for. No way. Whatever he tells you to do, do it simple whatever he tells you to do do it it's not about ah, if is it the water pots are over there the water pots are there just fill them up and the disciples they did it that's what happened whatever God tells you to do if you fear him will do it immediately there's no but there's no ifs should I do it should I not do it? Do I have the resources to do it? Ah, that's not the attitude of the one who, who lives in the spirit. When you are very spiritual, all that matters is, Father, what should I do? And then the Father will speak. And as soon as the Father speaks, what happens? There's a sign. And there's a performance. I pray that from today, whatever God has said to you to do, you shall do it immediately. I say you shall do it immediately. Many people have delayed their testimonies because they have delayed the action on the word. The more you delay what God says you should do, 
the more you are delaying your own testimonies. I'm telling you. I said, the more you delay what God says you should do, the more you are delaying your signs and your wonder, the more you are delaying what God wants you to do. Praise the Lord. Are you here with me? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever he says you should do. do. Say, this is my attitude. This is my, I mean, this is the attitude of the one who fears God. If you fear your master, if you honor your master, if you respect your master, listen, your master doesn't have to speak twice. God doesn't have to speak twice to you. He speaks once. And it is done. Look at the sign and the wonders that happen. Look at the miracle that happen. And look at the things that happen. I pray that this shall be your story in Jesus name. Let's, let's turn our Bibles to the book of Matthew. Matthew. Again, let's jump to the explanation of the parable of the sower. Matthew 13. Open your Bible and pay attention. Matthew chapter 13. I read from verse number 18. Matthew 13. From verse 18. So therefore hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom. And does not understand it. Then the wicked one comes and snatches away. What was sown in the heart. This is he who received the seed by the wayside. But he who received the seed on the stony places. This is he who hears the word and immediately with joy receives it. Yet he has no root in himself but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Verse 22. Now he will receive seed among the thorns. Is he who hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches took the word and he becomes unfruitful verse 20 23 but he who receives seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundred some sixty and some thirty amen in other words the word produces results I, you didn't hear what I said. I said the word of God, the word alone produces results. Say the word alone produces results. I can't hear you. Say the word alone produces results. You don't need any extra thing. You don't need any water. You don't need any oil. You don't need any handkerchief. You don't need any sand. You don't need any stone. All that you need is the word of God because the word by believing it produces results. You don't need anything else. Because of that, many people believe in the material things they have told them. They believe in the water. They believe in the oil. They believe in the handkerchief. They believe in those directions more than they believe in the word. What do you believe? We are not born again and saved 
to believe in water we are not born again to believe in oil we are not born again to believe in handkerchiefs we are not born again to believe in all those things we are born again to have one thing only to believe in the word of the father that's all that you need i told you about the story about this lady who the uh, tv3 interviewed her she had been pregnant for more than one year about she had been pregnant for five years pregnant for five years and she said she has she has taught all those prophets who give directions she has their handkerchiefs she has their stickers she has their calendars she has their oil she has all of their water she has everything that all those prophets say they have given them and the baby was still in the stomach finally when she was struggling she had to go and consult tv3 to appeal to the public to help her to go and do cesarean session you see where the faith was they believe in the material thing bring the handkerchief take handkerchief take oil take water meanwhile what god says they should do they are not ready to do it when you believe god's word i say it shall produce the result if god says wake up and do this and you don't do it and rather you go and take anointing oil for someone who says he's a prophet that one you believe it that one you want to do it there's a problem with you are you here with me anyone who fears god the number one thing that you believe is the word of god that is why when he got born again god wants you to go into his word and do his word a lot of people are not sensitive to the voice of the spirit because you see they believe in material things if you go to the fetish priest uh, in the village they will do their incantations and they'll give you something material go and put under your your, your business put under your pillow put under your bed they'll give you something how different is that from a man of god who's supposed to teach you the word of god and lead you in the way of the world who will tell you take this handkerchief take this oil take this thing go and put it under your business go and put it under your pillow go and put it in your room what is different from that what is different from that? some of these things that these so-called prophets they give to their church members huh? go to the fetish please you go and find the same things there you go to the fetish, you go and find them. You go and find them. I'm telling you, you go and find them there. All the see, there are places at the marketplace. Go there. All this water that has sent. All this perfume water that has sent. Tao. He knows it. You see what you are smelling around? All this water that has sent. They sell it at the marketplace. You go there. You go and find people. Fetish priests. People who do and um, who do who do they go and buy the same things they sell them at the marketplace and someone will go and buy it and come and give it to church people and they said they are giving directions from the Holy Ghost. How can you be a false prophet? You smell it all around. You see, I pray for people, I see things and I feel sad because people want to see things before they believe. Oh, give me something. Someone came to this church. Pastor Isaac bears our witness. 
the woman said ah as for your apostle he's very powerful but doesn't give any direction doesn't give any it doesn't give some hey this is the direction I'm giving you is to teach you the word if you can believe the word the word will produce I said if you believe the word the word will produce and I see the word producing for you in the mighty name of Jesus the word producing fruit for you in the name of Jesus why should you go to the market and go and buy water with scent water with perfume give it to church members and say you are giving a country ah what kind of wickedness is that water cannot replace the word of god oil cannot replace the word of god nothing can replace the word of god i'll tell the truth until the people hear the truth don't go and take water with perfume the same thing people are using and think you are getting something from god you are not getting anything from God. It is never from God. It's a voodoo. Yeah, I'll tell you the truth. You can't hate me from teaching you the truth. All that you need to know is the word of God. Say, all that I need is the word. Every spiritual person needs the word. If you are spiritual, all that you need is the word. All that you need is the word. How did God create the heavens and the earth? Was it not his words? So what makes you to think that the word of God is not enough for you? What makes you to think that I don't need only the word? It's only now, it's all I need. You don't need anything more than that. If the word is enough for you, then God is enough for you. You didn't hear what I said. I said, if the word is enough for you, then God is enough for you. Say, God, give me something more. God, ah, look, listen, Abraham said, God, what are you giving me? What do you give me? I don't have a child. I don't have a son. He said, no. Eliezer will not be your heir. How did God give Abraham his son? His promised son? Was it not through the word of God? Tell me anything in the Bible that God did for any great person. That did not come through the word. It did not come by water that has perfume. It did not come by anointing oil. It did not come by any direction. So called direction. It came by the word. The word is enough. Every big person in the Bible received through the word. He said, the one who hears the word and believes it in the heart, it bears fruit 60, 30, 100%. Every word that you believe from today shall bear fruit in your life. I say, every word that you believe shall bear fruit in your life. Every word that you believe shall bear fruit in your life. Every word you believe shall bear fruit in your life. The word of your healing shall bear fruit. The word of your prosperity shall bear fruit. The word of your abundance shall bear fruit. In the mighty name of Jesus. That is all that you need. That's all that you need. Amen. Amen. Oh, are you here with me? Are you there? Don't let anyone deceive you. That you need something more. You don't need anything more. First Corinthians chapter 7. First Corinthians. Chapter number 7. Verse number 19. First Corinthians chapter 7. 
Can we read verse 19? 1 Corinthians 7 19. It says, Circumcision is nothing. Uncircumcision is nothing. But keeping the commandment of God is what matters. Did you hear that? Say, Circumcision is nothing. Uncircumcision is nothing. But keeping the commandment of God is what matters. In other words, keeping, holding on to the word of God is the most important thing in your life. Ah, Why should you believe in a handkerchief more than the word? I just, I just can't think far. Why should you believe in an anointing oil more than the word? Why? You, the one that God has deposited his glory that when you hold on to the word that signs and wonders can come to you you are believing in material things more than the word no way say no way say no way so I believe only the word all that matter if God says you are prosperous doesn't matter what you see in your, your bank account doesn't matter what you see in your I know I am prosperous I don't pastor this church because of what I see. I pastor this church based on what God has told me. And I'm holding on to his word. And the more I hold on to his word, the more I believe that God has something mega and beautiful for us. I don't give up. Now if, if you're going to hear what people say, see what people are doing, you're going to say, oh let me give up. No, we, be, we behave based on what God has said. If what God said is not enough for me, then I don't have any business doing what I'm doing. That is why I don't, I don't do my ministry in competition with anybody. Why should I compete with someone? I don't have that time. I am focusing on what God says I should do. And I'm getting the results. May you get the results from the word in the name of Jesus. Number two. The second thing that happens to you when you fear God that you become very sensitive to the spirit. You become very sensitive to the spirit. Are you here with me? Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter number 8. You become very sensitive to the spirit. Very, very sensitive to the spirit. Now it says... I read from verse number 3. I have, let's read from verse number 3. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. On account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not work according to the flesh but according to the spirit for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh but those who live in the spirit the things of the spirit but to be carnally minded is, is death but to be spiritually minded is life and peace because the carnal mind is enmity against God for it is not subject to the law nor indeed can be so then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Amen, somebody. Did you see that? Now, when you find a believer 
who is always thinking about material things money food all those things bread and butter issues only bread and butter issues the person is not sensitive to the spirit it takes those who fear god to be so sensitive to the spirit in that no matter what is going on around them their minds are focused on the things of god their minds are set on the things of the spirit their minds are positioned in the realm of the spirit and they are working with god from that angle if you don't fear god all that you think like we are we are saying this year you will not walk by faith you always walk by sight when your heart is not fully for god when you don't have any reverence for god when you don't fear god when your life is not in line with god what happens is that everything about you is about yourself your material environment oh what can i eat what can i get to eat no way but when you fear god no matter what goes around you even when you don't have food to eat that is the moment you become spiritually sensitive so sensitive god father what do you want me to do where do you want me to go what do you want me to do you know there are some people do you know what as soon as they don't have money as soon as they don't have food as soon as things don't work out well in their life they forget about their spirituality hey hey Charlie, leave me let me think things are hard i don't know no 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 he said to be carnally minded is death but to be spiritually minded is life and peace life and peace in other words it doesn't matter what you have or you don't have as long as your mind is in the spirit you have peace you don't have peace because of what you have or you don't have you don't have peace because of the abundance of things you have i have peace because my mind is on the things of the spirit i have peace because i've set my heart on god and he's my supplier he's my provider whatever i do i and when you see people who love spiritual things you see it there are some people i say please like this woman who came to this church who said because i don't give so quite here so she can't come come again carnal person there are a lot of carnal people in the churches they want they they go and pay for oil pay come and pay some of you know what i'm talking about oh if you come and you come and buy it your business will go up you don't know what you are doing to yourself all that i need is the word the word is not for sale and the spirit life is not for sale when you become very sensitive to the spirit now you will hear him when he speaks how many of you hear god speak to you if you are here you have heard god speak to you and some people they never hear but if their stomach is telling them that i'm hungry they will hear it if their eyes Telling them that Charlie, I'm sleepy, they will hear it. But when the father is speaking to them, they cannot hear. I pray that from today your spirit shall open to hear the voice of God. I pray that from today your spirits are open to hear the voice of God. In the midst of it all, your spirits are hear the voice of God. I say, in the midst of the storm, their spirits are hear the voice of God in the name of Jesus. Say, I'm sensitive to the spirit. Say to be carnally minded is death. 
So if every day you are thinking about bread and butter, food, clothing, money, you should know you are playing with death. But if you wake up in the morning, you lift up your hands and say, Father, creator of heavens and earth, let your name be glorified. I give you the glory. I bless your name. And you always think about the things about. You know that indeed, you have life. Colossians chapter 3. Our anchor scripture for the year. Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter number 3. I read from verse number 1. It says, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are about. Say, seek those things which are about. In other words, search for those things that are about. Where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind above, on things above, not on things on it. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then also will you appear with him. Being sensitive to the spirit, you understand, is having an understanding of the things from above. Now, the Holy Spirit wants us to go back. Go back to Romans 8. Now, we're going to read verse 14 together. We're going to go back to verse 14 of Romans 8. Romans 8, 14. Are you there? If you are there, wave, wave your hands. All right. We are going to read it together with one loud voice. Romans 18, 14. One to go. I'm only, wait, wait. I'm only here one person read. How many people are there? I said we are going to read it together with a loud voice. One to Romans 8, 14. One to go. For as many that are led by the Spirit of God. These are the sons of God. Not as many that are led by fodder water or anointing oil. No, 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 no. Led by the Spirit. If you are born again, you shall be led by the Spirit. And say, these are the people who are the sons of God. So if you are in a church and then you are being led by water, oil, handkerchief, you don't want to be the child of God. But the one who is led by the Spirit. Do this. Go here. Then you are the son of God. Are you here with me, somebody? John 3, Jesus said, the one that is born of the Spirit is the one that is born from above. When you are led by the Spirit, your actions, you don't have one life in church. You, you know, there are some people, they have the way, you, when you see them in church, you think that that is how they are and who they are. Until you go and meet their real self in the house. They have a double life they are living. They have their church life. 
and they are, they are house life. No, no. When you are born again and born of the Spirit, you are so sensitive to the Spirit that the way you are in church, you are in the house. Very sensitive. There are some people, they are not, they are not sensitive to spiritual things. In their house, they are not sensitive. They, they, you see, they, they, they live by their flesh, by their senses. So much that when the Spirit is telling them to do something, they miss it. When you are born again, hey, in your home, at your workplace, wherever you are, you are so tuned to the spirit. Sometimes you are there. You are busily selling. Yeah. And then the Holy Spirit tell you, stop the selling. Go and hide yourself somewhere and pray for five minutes. There are some people, ah, no, no, this is not from God. This moment that people are buying, why should I leave this business and go and hide for five minutes and pray? It is not from God. You are not sensitive to the spirit. You are sensitive to money. So when the Holy Spirit was telling you go and pray, you did not hear it. Sensitive. Those who fear God, you always hear the voice of the Father. Are you hearing me? When you honor God, ah, David said, I have hidden your word in my heart that I don't sin against you. He said, a man of God, David sinned against God many, many times. Yes, he sinned against God many times. And he knew something most people don't even know today. He knew the place of God in his life. He knew how to hear the voice of God. He knew how to be led by God. He said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall know what. He leaded me, what? To greener pastures. You see, he knew what it means to be led by God. He knew what it means to be led by God. Are you here with me? Every time God leads you, and then you respond accordingly, it's a sign. A sign. And indeed, you are living for God. Amen, somebody. Are you, are you here with me? I have so many scriptures to give you. Now, let's send our Bible soon. Let's go to Philippians 2. Fellowship of the Spirit means participating in the Spirit. Taking part in the spirit. Amen. To add on top of this verse, uh, let's go to Second Peter. Let's let's add Second Peter. Second Peter. I read from verse two. He said, "Grace and be multiplied to you. the knowledge of God of Jesus." Divine power given to us. The knowledge of Him, glory and we have been given great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. That is in the world. So now, through what Jesus has given us. God has given us the grace to take part in the divine nature. Sensitive to the spirit. Sensitive to the spirit. 
I walk in the spirit. I live in the spirit. Because God is spirit. Also spirit. Amen. I say God, if God is spirit and he gave that to me. Come on, are you here with me? He said that we wrestle not against flesh. All those things don't live in the realm of it. So if your battle is flesh, if your battle is that are people, flesh and blood, then it tells you that you don't understand what it means. Many people target people. They target, they pray against people. Not knowing that you are praying against the wrong target. When you believe that you are born again, then your life is in the spirit. Very sensitive to the spirit. Amen. When the Holy Spirit says, Don't do something, don't go and do it. When the Spirit is not leading you to do something, don't do it. I get what I'm saying. See, when you are very sensitive to the spirit, there's no confusion. There's no ambiguity. There's no disorder. Everything about you is in line with the joy and the will of the Lord. Are you here? So we have been given what it takes. To be partakers of the divine nature. And may you be part of the life of the spirit. Galatians 5. Galatians. We read it last. Galatians 5. I say that. Walk in the spirit. And you shall not fulfill the last of the flesh. And then he went on to say that. For the and the spirit lasts against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. In other words, the way that you know that you are walking in the spirit is that what you do is contrary to what you would have usually done. For example, if you are walking in the flesh and you wake up in the morning and then you don't feel like coming to church, you should know that it is the flesh that is talking, not the spirit. Because the spirit will always lead you to church. The spirit will always lead you to church. You don't say, oh, I have something to do. That is why I could not come to church. No excuse is permitted. Are you here with me, somebody? You cannot be living in the spirit and then you allow carnal excuses to be the reason you don't do the things of the spirit. The way that you know that you are living in the spirit is when whatever you in the spirit is contrary. At first, uh, it is easy for you to sleep than to pray. No, I don't sleep. I pray more. It means that I am not living in the spirit. At first, I wouldn't even want to tell anybody about Jesus. But now, I'm speaking to people about Jesus. Now, yes, it's a sign that the spirit is taking over. But there are some people, so let's go and preach. Say, I don't feel like preaching. I have something important to go and do. So you think preaching is not important. And the business and the work you are going to do how can you be so deceived this is how you know you are living in the spirit when your heart is always on the things of God slept at 5 a.m. first at 7 you find yourself in church at 6 o'clock yes you are in the spirit some of us say, oh, man of God, I couldn't come to church because I slept at 5 a.m. So when I, I said, let me rest a bit, 
overslept and I couldn't come to church. Your flesh is You tell them, let's give. Let's give to support the word of God. They say, no, I don't have any money. What I have, I'm going to use it to do something. See, Satan will find a purpose for you. If God cannot find a reason to ask you to do something with your money. I say, Satan, a purpose for your money. Don't find a reason for your money to serve God. Go to the hospital. Hospital that you thought I was just going with simple headache. You end up spending two thousand cities. Meanwhile, it, it, God told you in church, give thousand, give five. You were sitting down there. Now you went to the hospital, and Satan has managed to siphon two thousand from you. That one you give it. You don't know what the, you don't know what is winding you. Amen. When we tell you, when we tell you, when you, don't sleep, don't sleep. We are awake. One day you go behind your. your I know I will not. Training you. Too many people are. It's nauseating to be carnal. It's hard to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I heard it in my school days. There's a saying that he said, don't let. He said, don't just go through the school. I let the school go through you. You've heard it before. There are many people who are just going through churches. That the word is not going through them. How do I know? Because the same mentality that they had before they go born again is the same mentality they have. After being born again for one year, two years, three years, four years, five years, six years, they still have the same mentality. Now, if you can be born again for one year, you still come to church. Don't sleep. You come to church. You hide behind people and you sleep. The mentality is still the same. Nothing has changed. You don't fear God. How can you how can you appear before God? How can God appear here for your, your physical eyes to see him? And then you say, I'm sleeping. You there's something wrong. You can you cannot even bear. You see him and all your hair strands will stand up. And you'll be quaking. People don't longer fear God. They come to church and they be chewing gum. And when they finish, they take the gum and stick it under their seat. And they leave it and they go home. Some people will take their gum and they throw it in the church. And they leave it and go home. The ushers will sleep. You don't fear God. People are in church today. Why is they in church? The word is coming so hot. They are browsing. They are taking status of WhatsApp. Status of Facebook, they are browsing. You think they have opened their Bible on their phone? They have opened Facebook on their phone. They don't fear God. The mentality is so bad that it doesn't show that they are born again. Romans 12. Romans 12. Romans 12. Now, we all know Romans 12 very well. Verse 1 and 2. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, only acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. 
and do not be conformed to this world that be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God what brings the transformation the renewing of your mind when you renew your mind according to the new nature you have in Christ your transformation comes when you are flesh and blood and when you are having only the carnal life you know when you are sick the first place is to go to the hospital you know when you are sick the first place is to go and get some paracetamol but now will you renew your mind because now in you lies the power of God to heal sickness and heal diseases cure them so now if something is not right in your body what do you do instead of you going first to the doctor what do you do you take charge you lay your hands wherever you are having the issue and say in the name of jesus i command that devil to go i command you to leave my body meanwhile what the bible says he said this body is the temple of the holy spirit now if my body is the temple of the holy spirit then it means that no sickness can have the comfort in this body to disturb my peace come on are you here with me somebody this is how you renew your mind this is how you start thinking there are many people who are born again and they are still thinking hey this sickness i i have this sickness i have this disease i have it i have it you you claim you have it then it is yours people joke with words they joke with words they think oh i'm just saying oh you, you it's not right to have it's not nice to have conversation you don't play with words I, 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 you don't have it if the holy spirit's house is my body then no disease can survive in my body ah uh, you're not saying this about your life so no disease can survive in my body because the holy spirit's house is also my body man of god said can sweet water and bitter water come from the same mouth no and darkness and light be in the same place no sickness and disease comes from darkness you are the light of the world and you have the light and you are thinking that the disease can kill you and you are thinking that the disease has power over you you don't know what you have tell your neighbor you are something powerful than that disease in your body you better speak to that disease and let that disease leave your body in the name of jesus are you here with me you don't need to put something in something in your part of your body all that i need is the spirit of god and i have the power so you shall receive power when the holy spirit comes upon you so when you lay your hands on yourself you know that the power and the glory of god is coming upon you may the power and the glory come upon you i said let the power and the glory of god come upon you in the mighty name of jesus and the power and the glory come upon you. Mark 16. Mark 16. And when you read from verse 15, Mark 16, 
verse number 15. And he said to them, Go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. Verse number 17. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. And they will lay their hands on the sick. And they will recover. Did I hear someone say a better amen? Ask your neighbor, have you seen these signs in your life? Ask your neighbor. If the answer is no, then you better tell your neighbor that you better have to start living the life of the Spirit. Start living in the Spirit. Renew your mind. He says, these signs should follow you. Eric, these signs must follow you. See the whole thing now. Ideally, we should not be chasing signs and wonders. Come on. Uh, you are not in church. You are not in church. I say, I should not be chasing signs and wonders. I should not be chasing signs. Rather, I should be producing signs and wonders. Oh, come on. Someone is not in church. Somebody. I am the one who is supposed to be doing it. That these signs will follow you. Follow you. I love it. He said, when you lay your hands on the sick, they shall recover. And you start thinking that way. You can start with the simple ones, headaches. Someone says, I'm, I'm, I, or you wake up in the morning, you're having a headache. Don't rush to go and take the paracetamol. Don't rush to go and take that painkiller. Lay your hands on your head. In the name of Jesus, I command you, spirit of headache, get out of my oh. That headache. You have to start thinking like that. You have to renew your mind. At first, our first part of call is to visit the doctor. But now, we have the grace to heal the sick. Ah, uh, they are not in church. 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 You see, it was a common thing in the early church that people were working signs and wonders. It was so it was so simple. See, today we have made like only the five-fold ministers, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastors, teachers. It is like we are the only one that can do signs and wonders. That is why people come or they go to pastors seeking directions for their lives. You know, what we are supposed to do is to teach you and to build you so that you can live the life also yourself. Don't they say it in the world? That teach someone how to fish and to always give him what fish. That is our work in the church. That is our work as pastors and five-fold ministers. We are to teach you how to fish. We are not always supposed to give you fish. But many people they have made it look like, oh, always come for your fish. Come for your fish. Jesus said, the works that I did, you will do also. And greater works will you do. Did you see that? And what are the works that Jesus did? He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He forgave sins. He provided food for people. He said, the things that I did, you will do them. And then greater works will you do. How many believers can heal the sick? 
A moment somebody begins to heal the sick, he says, Hey, God has called me. I'm not a man of God. I'm not a woman of God. Meanwhile, it's a common thing that every believer should be able to heal the sick. Every believer should be able to raise the dead. You should be able to do it. You should be able to cast out demons. It's not only it's not only pastors who should cast out demons. Everybody can cast out demons. I find people who think it's only the man of God that can cast out demons. No. Our job is to raise you to have a newness of mind accordingly. You must begin to think like this. If you just show up in church and then you come and sleep and you close and you go home and nothing changes in your life, it's because your mind is still thinking backwards. Your mind is still backwards. No power of the kingdom of darkness has authority over you. Nothing. Luke chapter 10. Bring your mind. It doesn't matter what they cook. They can cook it in the morning. Cook it in the afternoon. Cook it in the evening. They have no power over you. Amen. Luke chapter 10. Let's go read from verse number 17. Luke chapter 10 from verse 17. It says, Then the 17 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Verse number 18. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents, on the scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Say, I have power. Say, I have power over the powers of the enemy. So why are you afraid of what the devil is saying? As I tell you, that see, the power that we have is inside us. What did John say? John said, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Your power is not in the water. It's not in the oil. It's not in the handkerchief. It's in the spirit of God that is in you. You didn't hear what I just said. I said, your power is not in water. It's not in any material thing. Your power is in the spirit of God that is in you. You must begin to think like that. That is why when you raise up your hands, say, I have the power to heal the sick. I have the power to raise the dead. Yesterday, I posted, yesterday evening, I posted something on my Facebook and my Twitter account. I was thinking about it the whole time. And I said, and listen, today's where pastors are invited to go and conduct funerals. They call us and conduct funerals. Meanwhile, in the days of the Bible, Peter was invited to come and raise the dead. The question is, what did they know that we don't know today? Instead of inviting Peter to come and conduct the funeral, Peter was invited to come and raise the dead. What are you talking about? You don't know what you have. I pray that from today, your mind will know what you have. As soon as God gave me that revelation, I said, me, count me, I'm funeral, me, funeral service, me, pastor. Never. Never do service. You see, um, uh, uh, this, uh, this guy is too known. Uh, yeah, yeah, let me boost in the Lord. I have the power from on high. Are you here with me, somebody? You see, because you don't think about it, you don't even believe it. You think it's beyond your mind. 
You think it's beyond you to even think that, hey, me, I can raise the dead. You think it's beyond you to even think that me, I can heal the sick. That is where your problem lies. That is why when, when something starts happening in your body, oh, I'm sick, I'm sick, I can't go to church, I'm sick. That, you see, you are a joker. Behave like a child of God. Get away from that mentality of sin and death. It was under the life of sin and death. When you feel pain in your body, you know, Charlie, you don't have any option but to go to the hospital. Jesus was invited to Peter's house. The Bible says his mother was lying down sick of fever. Jesus went in there, touched the feet of the woman. He said, woman, arise. We came here, we are hungry. We don't have time to come and, <coughs> you know, babysit you. Say, woman, arise, arise. The woman got up from the bed, fully healed. She went to the kitchen, prepared food for Jesus and Peter and the rest. Simple as that. He said, ah, about this one, it was Jesus, apostle. You are talking about Jesus. Ah, if I'm talking about Jesus, you believe in Jesus. How many of you believe in Jesus? If you are here, you believe in Jesus. You have the life that Jesus brought. You are born again. He said, you are a new Christian. Even Jesus said, you will do what I did. And you are here sitting here thinking that you can't do what Jesus did. What are you thinking about? Where did you get that mind from? People have allowed their flesh to dominate them. So much that now the things of the spirit makes no sense to them. That's why they, they would rather sleep in church than to hear truth. Say I have the power. I want you to start thinking like this. Your mind must start thinking. When the problem comes up, don't be thinking, where? Okay, let me show you a scripture. Go to Romans 10. Go to Romans 10. Romans 10. I read from verse 5. Romans 10. But Moses writes, Moses writes about the righteousness which is of the law. The man who does these things, those things shall live by them. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Now look at the righteousness of faith. Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Or who would descend into the abyss? That is to bring Christ out from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. He says, do not say who. In other words, don't be looking out for solutions outside even yourself. Because the solution to your problems is inside of you. He said, don't say who will go and bring Jesus down. Who will go and bring Jesus up. But the solution is inside of you. It is in your mouth. It is in your heart. 
If you say it, you shall have it. If you believe it, you shall have it. Instead of you looking, who shall help me? Who shall help me? Look inside for the life of the Father has been given to you to prosper you and to cause you to shine. Do not say. Before you are thinking of somebody doing it for you, have the mind. I can do it through Christ who strengthened me. Are you here with me, somebody? They do not say. People, a lot of people in the church they are saying, Oh, where where can I find a prophet who can give me one dangerous acquaintance to help me out of my situation? Please show me where to go. Unless they don't hear that a prophet, somebody who said, I'm a prophet, I showed up, they will go. How much does it cost me? They are ready to pay. They are behaving like this. They are not people of faith. They are not people of faith. They are not people of faith. They are asking who, where. Uh, it's, it's not supposed to be who, where. I have it. It is inside of me. Jesus has given the power. Whatever comes away. Before you start thinking, hey, who should I call? And I start thinking, Father, what should I do? Ah, you didn't hear what I just said. I said, before you start thinking, who should I call? You first think, Father, what should I do? When the Father said, lay your hands, lay your hands. Sometimes the Father will just tell you, you know what, go and lie down and sleep. By the time you wake up, you are fine. Just go and lie down and sleep. You wake up, that pain that you are having in your body is up here. Sensitive to the spirit. I said, there's no money. Who should I call to give me money? I will tell you what to do. Don't say, well, who is going to do it? If you have any condition in your life, in your body today, you are going to heal your body from that sickness. You didn't hear what I said. I said, you will heal your body from that sickness. You better start thinking like that. The one who fears God think like that. We read Pollution Street, so I don't want to read it again. Set your minds on things above. Don't set your mind on things below. The things that are on earth full of problems, issues, problems today, this day, bread and butter, flesh. But don't think like that. Put your mind in the things of the spirit, and your life will never be the same. Amen. Thank you for being a part of today's message. This program was brought to you by the friends and partners of the Spirit Life People. For further information, kindly visit us at www.thespiritlifepeople.com or subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channels or find us on all major social media platforms. Stay blessed and always remember that in Christ Jesus, we are free.